Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Here we go, JV. Who they? Who they? Who they say gonna beat the Bengals? Who they? Who they? Who they say gonna beat the Bengals? No! And we're back, baby. After a long break. Highway to the Hootie Zone. Gonna take it right into the Hootie Zone. And welcome back to Fuck You. We like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, it's been a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of had a we kind of had a lot of uh, we got busy. Yeah. It was, you know. We got like we got busy with life and oh, introduce yourself to the populace. Oh yeah, I'm Rand Barnacle. Oh, what, what the fuck? <laughs> you got tall. Yeah. Oh man. Stretch out the neck tattoo and everything. Can't even see. Have anymore. you had sex? Have you had sex? I've never had sex. Oh, you've never had sex. Uh, introduce yourself to the uh, Lloyd Johnson. Lloyd Johnson, dude. Uh, it's been a, it's been a little bit, man. We uh. We still talked every now and then, but like we like kept trying to schedule this and just like yeah, I just... It, it really was like every time he's like, hey, how about this time? I'm like, all right, well, I got this thing and this thing and, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm like, like, how about this? And he's like, well, I got this thing and I got to do that. And so it just turned into one of those like, yeah, I think probably we extended like two <laughs> another what two weeks from where we first started talking about it. Yeah, dude, I think our last episode that we recorded was like in like mid-April. <laughs> nice. It was like pre-draft. Yeah. And it's just, we just, life got to us and me, I've just been busy with like sub teaching and a little busy, quote unquote, I can work whenever the fuck I want, but just, man, it's like, so like I would text Lloyd and be like, let's record today. And I just forgot to get that. (laughs) (laughs) And and that laugh from Lloyd is just confirming exactly that. Here's a a couple of them where it's like, how about Monday? And then just Monday roll around. I'm like, all right. Alright. Guess uh guess, <laughs> guess not. It's like eight PM. I don't think he's coming. Fuck. Uh I feel bad now. But No, that's fine. I was, we never set like a time or anything, so we never just, did. Yeah, it was, it's all good. Nah, it's all good, man. But dude, uh and we're also not doing um first round pick burns this year because and, and, well not this episode. We yeah. could do it. I have a couple jokes in the bank that like about, I honestly haven't written anything or even Dude, the break is nice. Yeah. It's, where it's uh, like you don't have to like worry about just like roasting players every week and it's just like you you take the off season and just use it like for us but like we just use it as just like recharge recharge completely and then because like week one you know who we have to roast right yeah fucking pittsburgh it's a new look team well yeah i suppose it really it's it's not a huge new look team 
It's just the fat fucking face is yeah. no longer there. Yeah, that's that's a fucking relief. Yeah, it's just like once it. What was your once in Lake Tahoe? Yeah, you no longer have to bring that up. We can. Oh yeah, I'm sure I will. Yeah, it, it, it was too fun to just repeat. Just <laughs> yeah, and then me just like because like he got the fucking send off from yeah, the NFL. And people were just blowing him left and right. I'm like, he Ugh. was, I mean, like, unbiased as, like, his, like, he was, I mean, all-time great Steelers quarterback. He was consistent, stayed healthy, but. Also was charged with sexual assault twice, once in Lake Tahoe and once in. Yay! Well, okay. I realize that's not something you yay about, but. <laughs> Good God. It did cheers. seem like a weird place for that. <laughs> Um, here's something we can yay about. You were at a wedding last night. Yeah, uh, my buddy Taylor got married. Congratulations, uh, Taylor. Yeah, Taylor and Kelly, good job, guys. Congratulations. It was, it, was, uh, it was a good time. We uh, you were up until till what five in the morning? Yeah, well, I mean, that's why. Yeah, when I finally ended up going to sleep. <sighs> nice. But where was the wedding? Uh, it was right over here at the factory in Northside. Oh, nice. And then uh, we all went back to the graduate right over in Clifton. There's like a it's a hotel, but there's like a bar in it, and there's a, oh, bunch, okay. a bunch of them were staying there. Oh, that rules! So yeah, we just set up bullshitting until fucking whenever. Dude, that rules! I haven't been to Clifton in so goddamn long. It's been nice, <laughs> dude. I used to fucking work in like Woody's and Ladder constantly, and I'm just like I'm fucking over it. Well, I mean, any college town kind of can run thin at a certain yeah. point, just. It's a lot of the same thing. Yeah, who knows when fucking Milano's will go old for me. <laughs> Dude, my last, uh, one of the last days I was there at Milano's this school year, I literally said, which I realized this is a, this is a shoobs, like, and no one's going to remember it, but this is like, oh, I remember this. And I, like, I do have a running joke during All I Do Is Win where I announce something stupid on the microphone during the break. And then I announced that this is true. Next time you see me, I'll be 30. <laughs> Which that's not something you say. Yeah, that didn't need to didn't need to be there. Uh, on the bright side, though, ninety nine point nine percent of yeah, people there. No. <clears throat> it's just one of those weird in the moment things, but yeah, yeah, most people would never remember it or care. Yeah, but they didn't remember it. And then, like a few minutes later, I was dancing like an idiot, and then a girl <laughs> saw me, and then she shouted, "Almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Solid burn. Yeah. Very solid burn. I'm a uh, Jesus. My fucking baseball group chat's fucking exploding. So I'm going to mute the notifications real quick. Boom. <clears throat> Hide alerts. See you fuckers in a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you guys went to the graduate hotel in Clifton. Where is that exactly? It's uh, fuck. What is it? Well, you go right across like, uh, what place is it near? It's like right behind the nursing school and all that. Oh, okay. So like super close to like like Meg Campus and close to like Xavier and yeah, shit. Yeah. I always like when I map out Clifton, I always think of like main campus. Yeah. I'm just like, is it near Raising Canes? Is it near fucking I love how Raising Canes is the first place I think of. I spent a lot of nights there and a lot of money there. Like, is it near Toppers? Is it near Hughes? Is it yeah. near Woody's or Ladder? Is that Shorefinder? But no, it's actually fucking on med campus, which I always forget exists because I'm not successful. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, like I said, when you cross over uh, Vine, if you're going up like Nixon or whatever, then it's right off on the right. 
that's awesome, dude. I I love those places that like you don't really think exist. Yeah, like, I, I've you... never been there before, and it, it like I said, it was just a hotel bar, so it's not like a a destination that people go, but it, it met the needs of what we were doing pretty well. That's awesome, dude. I was actually I was gonna segue into <laughs> something that happened. I was so the bangs kind of getting to me a little bit. It's like liquid Coke that tastes good. <laughs> um, like liquid, not liquid Coca-Cola like Lloyd has right there. Like I like liquid cocaine. Um, no, I, uh, I was hanging out on a Friday night. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And I got a message from a girl. She said, hey, you want to go rock climbing? And I'm like, actually, yeah, that sounds like a fun time. So she uh, actually, she like knew these people and she like went there and she's like, hit me up. And like, we went to this place called the Crux. It's like in like East Price Hill. I've never been there. Dude, we got there and it's just like, it's not like a typical like, because when I think of rock climbing, I think of like harnesses and summer camp and campfires. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But dude, we got there. It's like almost exclusively bouldering. Okay. Which is just, and there was just multiple places you could go, and like it was just, like there was I didn't put on a harness once, but I climbed up like three different walls. Nice. It was fucking awesome, dude. And the people there were fucking cool as shit. And I also got really thirsty there, so I was like, gotta get like a sick, like a drink of water or something. And she's like, yeah, go to that fridge, full fucking fridge. Nice. Just like you could take whatever you want. I mean, assuming like. As, yeah. as long as you don't take advantage and you can like restock occasionally, but dude, just like full fridge, just drinks and white claw, I mean, white claws. You know why, Lloyd? Why? I think you know why. I don't. I forgot. Because <sighs> you're so fucking white. I didn't have one, but <laughs> I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm at home. Yeah, nice. But no, nah, dude, it was fucking awesome, and I just climbed up walls and like there were a couple times I got to jump down. And like land on like this giant fucking pad. Yeah. And there was a trampoline. I jumped on a trampoline for the first time <laughs> in like three, four years. My face lit up in excitement. <laughs> I'm like, I'm having so much fun right now. I, just, I like the idea of you just jumping on a trampoline, with big, like big dumb smile. That's exactly what that was. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what that was. And I was like, there was like a basketball hoop on the end. So I was just like pretending I was fucking. LeBron or Michael Jordan or something like that. I'm just doing like between the legs slam dunks. The first time I did a between the legs slam dunk, I was like, oh my God, I did that. I'm like, nah, this is actually kind of easy because I'm just jumping super high. The rim's seven and a half feet off the ground. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm doing something that's painfully easy. Yeah. 
podcast. Hey, you know, if you're having fun, that's all that matters. That is all that matters, dude. Um, but, dude, I love how we're discussing, like, sports like this. Is there, like, some, like, live audio only, like, where you can cast colors? Uh, yeah. Uh, Spotify color cast. Lloyd. What? It's on Spotify. Oh. Like, where you can go and cast colors. Color cast? Color cast. Dude, color cast. Dude, I like color cast. No adaptogens. No adaptogens. Lloyd, adaptogens. Adaptogens. But no, this is just color cast, which is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in... Real time. The realest time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can even share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. You can follow us at F-U-W-L-T Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live on ColorCast at some time, at some place. Come through with your spiciest takes. What's your spicy take from this past um, from the past month and a half that we haven't really talked? Um, just about anything. Oh, about anything. Just about anything. I don't know. I was unprepared for that question. <laughs> uh, comedy. What's uh, your comedy? What's a comedy hot take you have? Uh, Christina P's special was hot garbage. Really? It's unwatchable. I dude, I don't doubt that. She kind of uh, rode the coattails of Tom Segura forever. Well, I mean, the other, like, the, the other one she had before wasn't bad. It, it, this one is just rough. It's, she like, dressed like Joan Rivers with like, oh, a God. bright pink fucking suit and her hair all... In fucking... And just crazy makeup and shit? Yeah, yeah. And she just... I don't know. It, just, it was bad. It was just bad. That's kind of how I felt about... Did I ever talk to you about Ali Wong's new special? Mm-mm. I didn't laugh once. I didn't watch the newer, her newer one. It's not worth it. It's very... It's for Ali Wong's fan base. Yeah. It was like, not for me. It was like... It was like um, I can't say the comedy sucked. I feel weird about that. Because I can't say the comedy sucked because I didn't like it. But there's a theater fucking full of people who were eating that shit up. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's always hard to bash any, like, any comic because it... There's people who enjoy it, but yeah, yeah and you don't want to just because you don't like something say something's terrible. But, oof, yeah, Christina's special was oof. I was watching a clip of Jaslnik today where he um, saw Jerry Seinfeld do a sh- do a show, and he's like, he was murdering. But I'm like, he's being so fucking corny up there. I'm like, I hated this. I, I've I've never once understood the Seinfeld thing. I don't get it's it. It's very I mean, like, I can't deny the impact that he's had and but at the same time, <coughs> like, it's just I think it's a little outdated for yeah, me. I I just it never it never resonated with me at all. It was always uh very corny and Yeah. Very basic observations. Like it is like because people say Seinfeld's bit, what's the deal with airline food? It's not a Seinfeld bit. It's a bit that sounds like Seinfeld. Yeah. It's like, what's a deal with airline food? No, it's a bit that every comic in the 80s had because all they did was air travel. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, still to this day, there's any spe- any special, there's a good chance there's going to be a joke about airlines or yeah. airports or 
Oh, people. like, um, do you see Dan Soder's new special? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Airline travel jokes. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Stout had a couple on like one of his old albums. I don't remember who. I forget. Uh, who was the comic? I think uh, it was Vecchion. Yeah. Vecchion had a joke about how he like wanted to move. Uh, it was either him or Metzger where they had a joke about how like he told. I think it was I think it was Vecchion, but he said like he told the flight thing. He's like, I'm a registered sex offender. <laughs> And I would like to get in a different seat because the uh, because the turbulence is causing me to have some feelings. <laughs> I need to get away from this screaming child. Nice. Uh, Vecchio's album, The Worst Kind of Thoughtful, is one of my favorites. I just watched um, – here's a special that I recommend. I'll plug it real quick. I just watched it about a couple hours ago. Anthony DeVito, Brain Noise. Yeah, I, I forgot it came out. Otherwise, I'd have, I'd have watched it by now. Dude, it came out – it was just a couple days ago. Yeah, I just – spaced it yeah no dude it's totally worth the watch it has like it has some of his old material on it i honestly can't hate that move because it's his second album but it's his first special yeah so it's like i don't blame him for putting some of his old heavy hitters in his first special like on youtube i think that's a lot of people do that no a ton of people do that and i think and i love the move of like people putting their specials on youtube and shit yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it's definitely making a difference in how things are being done in a in probably a more positive way. Like, because it gives like because Marilla and Norman, two of the fucking best, they their specials just hit ten million. Yeah, Joe List, uh, he just put his new one up. I saw that it like kind of came up next in the queue, and I'm like, I'm probably gonna get to it at some point. It was it was pretty good. Good, I like List. Me too. Um, but it no, it just gives. I think what this YouTube trend like comics releasing special on YouTube, it's giving the power back to the comedians. Yeah, they don't have to do it this way or have notes uh, or... And they also don't have to... Um, they also don't have to, like, there's no risk in giving up the rights to their material. Yeah. Because, like, if you release a special, say, on, like, a streaming platform or something like that, you might lose the rights to your... To the... <coughs> to Your own intellectual property. Exactly. Like you, you can just you still have the power. It's still out there on one of the on one of the biggest platforms in the world. Yeah. And you can word a mouth and you can word a mouth and be like, "Hey, I have a special, free to watch." It's yeah, just I mean, getting your name out there. I think it's a side effect of podcasts becoming so big, and every comic like now you kind of have to do that. Gotta... Every comic has a podcast. Shit, <laughs> I have a podcast. Hell, I have a podcast. I'm making a comic. <laughs> you have two. Yeah, no. and you're not even a comic. I still always think that you're just like along for the ride on this one. No, I enjoy doing it. Yeah, and no, dude, it's super fun. I mean, I always say it's a labor of love, but yeah. it's it's super fun to do. I get to talk to my buddy Lloyd about the Bengals and shit that's going on. I get to talk about comedy because we're both comedy nerds. Yeah, absolutely. And I love I love talking comedy with comedy nerds. I do too. I it, you know what I don't like is people who kind of know comedy and then have like big takes like take big swings at stuff and you're like yeah uh, no like you want to just stop like no that's not how that works it's It's like the ones that like want and i can't fault them for doing it's like they want to like see like oh i like comedy too you seen jeff dunham and i'm like "Uh uh sure or something being like well what do you think of theo vaughn i don't i don't think of Theo. he's fine he has his fan base yeah he's doing a thing i don't 
you know, they, they know like four comics and they're like, yeah, I'm really into comedy. It's like, no, you know, four guys from a, two podcasts. That you like. Yeah. Which, I mean, as I was saying, I know basketball and say my three hot takes about LeBron James or yeah. as I was saying, I like, cause I remember I was being into UFC like nine years ago and I, my, all my takes were on Ronda Rousey. Nice. Which, I mean, yeah, she was a celeb crush at the time, but she's kind of like, what, what's happened to Ronda Rousey? You can probably she's tell me like about this. WWE stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, she, I mean, I think she's getting paid more than she ever did doing anything else. So, and it's like less. Well, the one thing about WWE that sucks is like they all a lot of these, um, a lot of the performers like they die super young. Yeah, I mean that's side effect of beating up your body and doing steroids and all the. Well, it's like doing steroids and just like having your head bashed in for comic relief, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's. You know, it's like any any kind of entertainment or any kind of sports or anything, there there's gonna be a cost for doing it. So. Yeah, it's like with comedy, it's like you're just out late at night. You're surrounded by alcohol. You're surrounded by drugs. You're surrounded by, in many ways, delinquents. Yeah, degenerate people. <laughs> yeah, it's like I came into comedy like I was more or less sheltered. Like, my, my parents weren't sheltering, but I was, like, all I knew was, like, Anderson Township, <laughs> fucking Edgewood, Kentucky for five years. So, that's all I really knew was, like, my community, my high school, and my, the church I grew up in, and, but that's all I knew, and then I just, like, started doing comedy. I'm just, like, I now have, I just, it opened me up to a whole different world. Yeah, and said, we'll broaden that scope quite a bit. Yeah, and I and I, I was brought into a world of like people who aren't. Most of them aren't. I don't want to say like they're not the people I grew up with. How do I how do I word that? Just people from different Background, backgrounds yeah. and outlooks than you ever had to deal with before. Yeah, and just like a lot of the people I like being broke is like kind of a normal thing in comedy. Yeah, I mean. Almost every comic you meet is like has you know a, a especially our job peers here. Yeah, it's like the the one the point one percent that aren't are millionaires because they just banked off their comedy and got big and all that shit. I feel like yeah. we're rambling at this point. <laughs> we're fine. I'm just like a I uh an eyelash going my eye, so I'm like trying to. Dude, I remember I was a uh, I had a baseball game uh, a couple weeks ago. And I was like struggling because I had like an eyelash go in my eye and it affected me the whole game. Yeah. That's no, I, I feel like you feel like I'm not paying attention because I'm like staring off and blinking, but yeah, it's just the eyelash. Dude. I, um, now I was, it was at Highlands high school and I was like, there were a couple balls, not during the game, but like we were tossing like for warmups and shit. They went over my head. I'm just like, I'm, I'm focused. I just had like this fucking eyelash in my eye. And I was like at the plate. And I'm just like, I almost had to call time because like, I'm just like, ugh. Fuck. Yeah, it sucks. It really does. And it, it literally fucks your day up. Well, I mean, it makes it hard to pay attention to anything. or Yeah, because that's all you're focused on is you have this fucking thing in your eye. It's a very, like, uh, emergent feeling. Like, do something about this right now. Yeah, it's like, I'm fucking trying. So, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not tuned out. I just, uh, I'm trying to blink through the, the fun of it. just went right. I, I literally saw it, like, curl back and, like, I blinked as it was no. happening. And I was like, cool. It's almost like you wish, like, you could just go to the doctor and be like, hey, can you flush my eye out? I've just been. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 
I'm almost ready to like go over the sink and just like turn water on and run it out, but I know it doesn't really. That sucks. I'm sorry, dude. It's all good. I'm fine. I just uh, yeah. But you know, uh, you know who else is fine right now? Who? Cincinnati Bengals. Fuck yeah, they are. Uh, they didn't win this week because they did not play. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, did you did you think something happened that didn't? No. Uh, they did. Uh, they had a hell of a draft. Yeah, they did. Did you want to get right into it? Yeah, let's go. First pick. Uh, Excuse me, Daxton Hill. Uh, he's a defensive back out of Michigan. They're saying uh, best defensive back to come out of Michigan since Charles Woodson. I've heard that multiple times, which is concerning since we drafted Leon Hall 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but here is the scouting report on Daxton Hill. Hill is a freak athlete that plays sideline to sideline. He has Jesse Bates-like range and can line up in coverage at the nickel cornerback position. He has superb footwork with an explosive first step to close in and challenge off the hash or make big hits in the box. Do you know who that reminds me of? <clears throat> Who's that? Ed Reed. Yeah. Yeah, that is like that just screams Ed Reed to me, where he just makes a pick in the end zone and just Well, I like I like that not just on Bengals sites and whatever, but he's compared to Jesse Bates a lot. Yeah, which we'll get into that in a little yeah. bit. But that is just with the whole Bates situation. I mean, like I said, we're going to get into it, but that is eerie for people in Cincinnati who own Jesse Bates jerseys and are banking on him being in Cincinnati beyond 2022 or even beyond 2021, if we're being honest. I mean, they prepared for they have prepared for the Jesse Bates departure like crazy. Yeah. And uh, he's he's uh, a player that's hard to replace. Absolutely. I mean, they they got some good quality, young talent, but. Fuck, it'd be tough to replace a guy like that, no matter yeah. what. That's why they literally had to take three swings at defensive back <clears throat> just to see if they could even replace him. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rough task to try and take on. So what else do you know about Daxon Hill, based on what you've seen? Um, yeah, he's freaky fast. I mean... Good. And, uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that everything that everyone said, other than, like... Sauce, I think most people were like, this is one of the best guys in the draft. Oh, it's like one of those sleeper guys. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are real, real high on him. So, The hype for Sauce Gardner concerns me a little bit. I don't know, kid looked real good. I know. But, I mean, he's... I, I, I'm not saying he's going to suck. I think he could be a fantastic cornerback. I, I, man, I don't know how to feel about it. Because I'm a diehard UC fan. I don't want Sauce to suck. I don't think he will. But you also don't want to have to play against him. <laughs> yeah, very true. I think we will at some point this year. Yeah. You're going to be real excited to find out who the Jets <clears throat> signed at tight end. But huh? you'll be excited to find out who the Jets signed at tight end, who I just realized a couple months ago. You'll see. Okay. We'll get there when we get there. All right. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll know. What, CJ or? No. Oh, well, yes, that too. But okay. another guy. <laughs> okay. Um, but I forgot about CJ because I wanted to make the point about Tyler Con- Con- Tyler Conklin. Anyway, nice. Uh, you remember Tyler? Yeah, your twin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. But it's just like there's so much hype around Sauce Gardner that like he can't like he came from. It's really putting the smaller division to the test. Yeah, and uh, does, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And honestly, I think I think he'll pass. I think, yeah. he, I, I think he is 
very, very good. Is yes. he going to be the, the same way he was in college? No, no one, no one translates Giving that. up no touchdowns in your entire college career is madness. Is telling. It's, it's very, madness. it's unbelievable. And even fucking Kobe Bryant. Kobe uh, was drafted by the Seahawks. He's the other defensive back for UC. Yeah, when you said Kobe Bryant, I was like, huh? Like, I, yeah. I met right. up at the Banks one night. He was just like, yeah, cool. But, no, nah, it's going to be fun to see what Saw says. I'm excited to see what Dax Hill does. Yeah, same. I feel like, um, so whether or not Bates plays, I think you can kind of, well, they signed Von Bell, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, like, you, you have a deep, right, as of now, like a deep cornerback situation. Yeah, and I mean, Dax looks NFL ready. Like, yeah. I think that's, that's one of the other things I think has been said, said quite a few times about him is that he'll probably get snaps right away. Fucking awesome. So. Especially in, because you're going against, I think, the AFC East this year, which they're trying they're trying to be a quarterback division. They're I mean, you got Josh Allen, but other than that, no one elite. Well, I mean, yeah, but you got to build all that stuff. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I mean, year one, I mean, I'm assuming Chidobe Awuzie is going to go against uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you have to assume. Yes. Because he did great. <clears throat> oh, fuck. So the AFC East has got like fucking Hill and, well, Hill and Waddle on the same team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It'd be weird. Yeah. But also, you got Tua Tongue My Butthole at quarterback. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's a Billy line. Um, but you also have Stefan Diggs for the Bills. You got um, who the Jets get at receiver? They got uh, Garrett Wilson, I think, from Ohio State. I think there's also someone else that they might have signed someone else in the offseason or something. Maybe. Let me. Uh, uh, my brain's uh, my brain's slow. Yeah, dude, we had a uh, we had some long weekends, didn't we? Yeah. And then I was a. Uh... Like I said, I was up pretty late last night. Yes, you were. Uh, let's see the Jets depth chart. I, I think they got Garrett Wilson. No, that about does it. They got Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Solid receivers. Braxton Berrios, decent four, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, next pick. I'm excited for Daxon Hill. We'll Same. see if... um, Because this, what this move does is, is it saves the Bengals money. Yeah, it does. I mean, it does, but I mean, hopefully, hopefully they figure something out. But if not, yeah, it's it's a good, it's a it's a in its own way, it's a good problem to have. That yeah, because you're basically, if Hill pans out, you'll have had like eight straight years of elite of of an elite secondary safety yeah. on a rookie deal. So that's like literally best case scenario. Yeah. So where do you think what do you think happens with the Bates situation? Because there are rumors circulating and kind of flip flops back and forth that he might not play um, tagged. Yeah, that's uh, I mean that's, I think that's what his representation has said. But we've heard that before, and and they just like and it works out. So yeah, like have I to, have to kind of hope. When I was talking to my buddy who's a San Francisco fan, and he was saying that like, well, I guess the. Uh, um, uh, the Niners and Debo Samuel kind of mended fences a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Uh, yeah, I honestly haven't heard a whole lot in the past couple weeks about much. Yeah, it's kind of that time of year where it's like you're, you're like the draft has happened, free agencies happened, so you're just like kind of just seeing practices. Yeah, just waiting until the preseason. 
Yeah, which is going to be in three, two and a half months. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I'm very excited. I got my season tickets this year. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited. It's going to be a fun year. Uh, nice. Uh, four out of ten. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't my best work. <clears throat> but... All right, next pick. I like this guy a lot. So do I. Cam Taylor Britt. Everything I've heard about him, super athlete. Yeah, I mean, just <clears throat> watching him do, like, the ball drills, like catching the, the – that kid is – he's got really, really good hands and really, really good awareness of, like, getting to the ball and knowing how – you know, when to go up for it, when to, you know, turn on the burners to get to it. It's it's – he definitely seems very, very aware – yeah, even your phone agrees. Yep, my phone agrees. <laughs> no, like imagine like because they have Von Bell for now, but just imagine for the next four years. Do you think theoretically you could have Daxton Hill at free safety and Cam Taylor Britt at strong safety? Yeah, I that's think. very realistic. Yeah, but man, that's gonna be such a gnarly fucking thing. Let's see what um, <clears throat> let's see what SI's um. This is a long one, but strap in. Taylor Britt has the juice. The cornerback coined himself the nickname. <coughs> the cornerback coined himself with the nickname Cam Juice for his style of play and roots as a native of Montgomery, Alabama. As part of the uh, as part of the new name, image, and likeness NCAA rules, Taylor Britt started a merchandise collection with the nickname and logo printed on various apparel items. The former Nebraska defensive back. Ran a 4-3-8-40. Taylor Britt has the size, physicality, and athleticism to win in contested catch situations. He brings experience as a three-year starter and team captain for the Cornhuskers. Taylor Britt has spent a lot of his free time at Nebraska volunteering his time with Husker Heroes, Day of Service, Nebraska Football Road Race, and local hospital visits. He's active in his hometown of Montgomery, uh, you can follow his active service on his Twitter and Instagram page. The 22-year-old fits the mold of the culture and high-character locker room Taylor has established in Cincinnati. Uh, <coughs> Taylor Britt will battle Eli Apple for the starting cornerback job on the opposite side of Chidobia Wuzier. Although Apple may initially win this competition, Taylor Britt will play plenty of meaningful snaps on the outside and provide much-needed depth to the Bengals' cornerback room. Taylor said we'll see him as an outside corner who can come here, come in here and compete we love everything he's about. Love his energy. Love his athleticism. <coughs> his size. His speed. He's a really competitive guy. Yeah. And it's really telling when the Bengals trade up in the draft. Yeah, yeah. That's... They trade up three spots. I think that's super telling. Yeah, they definitely knew what they were after. I think it's one thing if you trade up like, like eight spots. Yeah. When you trade up three. You are unwilling to lose somebody. Exactly. It's like how, um, I mean, this is a weird comparison, but it's like when the Bears trade up one spot to get to get um, the Steelers' current starting quarterback, Mitch, I love to kiss titties, Trubisky. <laughs> Titty kisser. <laughs> I love to kiss titties with two S's. But, dude, that's super telling when you just, like, trade up three spots just to, like, ensure you get a guy. <clears throat> One of the things I always like after the Bengals draft is finding out what like New England's locker room said about it. They, <laughs> they it's it's a part of what they're doing. Like 
they they have such a uh, like deep respect for Duke Tobin and the and the scouts. You've and said here. that numerous times, and I'm here for it. But uh, yeah, like they literally go, "Hey, if there's guys that they end up not signing their roster, let's check them out." Yeah, like they ran before Rex Burkhead got signed permanently here. They ran him up there for a little. Like they had a couple workouts with him. And Rex Burkhead, he was drafted a while ago. Yeah, but and I'm he's saying, still an active NFL running back. Yeah, I'm just saying. But as soon as he was done here, they were like, "Yep, let's go." They did that with Marquise Flowers too. Yeah, they did they? There's a couple other people they've tried it with. Uh, they did it with Chad. Yeah, they, uh, there's. I'm trying to remember. There's one that. Uh, there's someone on the team now. They worked out. Uh, what's the guy behind Logan Wilson? Uh, an, a linebacker. Yeah. Jermaine Pratt, Davis Gaither. The other the other little white guy. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. We tried to bring him up last time. Yeah, I can't think Marcus of Bailey. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think New England had him, like, tagged for. Yeah, because I remember we were trying to come up with, like, who the fuck is this guy? And I remember, like, after the recording, like, it's Marcus Bailey. Yeah, He's he... the guy that was, like, he was a seventh-round pick. He, he could have been, like, a second or third. Yeah. But he had injury problems, so he kind of slipped to the seventh. But yeah, they uh they definitely are, are from how I remember it, they had like eyes on him as well. So you I, I kinda like to see that, like a team that set and that good. Yeah. Having the respect of going like, well, let's check out if they saw something, let's at least look at it. Yeah, it's like the Patriots strike <clears throat> as a team, they don't they're not overly flashy. And with the exception of the year they had Tom Brady and Randy Moss, they've never been like that just gun it downfield team. Especially now with Mac Jones and their kind of decent receiver core. I mean, I'll give it to Mac Jones, man. He, uh, he definitely put in work all offseason. Yeah. I mean, you, you can only hope, you can only wonder what's going to happen. Have you seen him lately? Not uh, A little bit. Not way, really. Way better shape. Like, notably better. That's what I heard. I heard that, I saw that on like ESPN <coughs> a couple times where it's like, he looks in way better shape. I just question their receiver core. I don't, every time you have questions about what New England's going to do, all of a sudden somebody becomes like awesome, and you're like, "Oh, this guy just wasn't being used the way he should have." That's what happened with fucking Brady. Yeah, I mean that's the, one of the only bad things I've ever heard from. Like it wasn't Belichick; it was uh, I think maybe when Vrabel was still there or something. Yeah, they, he was talking about Maluga. Like didn't use him right. Should have done this. Should have this. Yeah, and it's uh, one of the only negative things I've ever heard from it, but. It's kind of also was echoed by a bunch of other people once it was said. They were like, yeah, kind of should have done this different. Or Yeah. It's like the Patriots, just like of any organization, they just know how to win. It's astounding. And uh, yeah, did you ever watch an interview with Belichick where they asked, like, why do you think you are so, you know, so you, so almost always in the picture of with winning? Whatever? He said it's a character first room. Yeah. He's like, no one's, no one's the big one, and there's no flashy this. We don't, we don't do it that way. Everyone is here for the team. It's all building that. Way. Which again, now you hear Zach Taylor being using terms like that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not mad at it. No, especially considering Taylor, like he faced a lot of adversity in his first two years, and he's just like, there was a moment I'm assuming after his first two years when he only won six games. Where he had to sit down and be like, all right, how the fuck do I do this? Yeah, it's, I mean, it, God, it's going to be fucking nerve-wracking to be like, am I getting fired? Yeah. And he's just like, it's just like, 
I remember when Sports Illustrated predicted the Bengals would win three games prior to the 2021 season. Yeah. And then it's it's like when fans complain about what the media says, which shut up. <laughs> but no one cares. Yeah. No one in that locker room's like, "Oh, they only predicted we win 8 games. Now I guess we got to win 8 games." They're not saying what's going to happen in the future. They're saying what they think is going to happen. One pundit, one pundit isn't going to one pundit isn't a life sentence. No, and it's also it, it not even not a life sentence. It's not even a real thing to be taken into consideration they treat everything a lot of sometimes fans will treat something an analyst says like a self-fulfilling prophecy like if they say it, it's gonna happen i guess yeah like uh i saw one of the posts on who day nation yeah someone right. was like oh you're gonna see the t fall off and this isn't gonna work and that and i'm like you just took whoever had the negative view on one side of a like you know one of those round table things on sports center or something you know there's always like the positive and then somebody comes with a negative it sounded like he just said repeated everything that was on like the <laughs> negative side of one of those and like just watch it's gonna happen i've heard it it's like well yeah you've heard it from a, a people thing. say that just to just to get clicks and views and shit well, yeah i mean anytime you have something like that that's the whole point of it somebody says positive somebody says negative and then you move to the next that's thing. the whole point of a debate is like well i could like because i've had a recent take where i say russell wilson's the worst quarterback in the afc north it's gotten to the point where sometimes I like talk shit about Russell Wilson, but it's like to me when I say that, that's not necessarily me shitting on Russell Wilson. It's just a testament to the rest of the AFC West. Yeah, but you know, there's people who are fans of anything. If you say something approaching negative about the person or thing they like, take it personal and they get go real. Nuts with it. I hate to use this word, but they get snowflakey. Yeah, that's. I was just like, because I was in Denver um, a few months ago, and there, like, there was one dude who um, he had a character on stage. He was a comic, and he said, like, "This is if Tom Hanks was a Broncos fan." He just went Russell Wilson, and I was like, by the end of the week, I'm just like, stop telling that joke. I'm yeah. tired. <sighs> and I just went on stage after him. I'm like, yeah, you guys went from the fourth best quarterback in the AFC West to the fourth best quarterback in the AFC West, and I gotta commend you guys for that one. He's got to the point where I just wanted to shit talk Russell Wilson to Denver's face. Yeah, I mean, there's also the people like that where they have like a like to me, Aaron Rodgers has like an unwarranted level of respect and and fans and where I'm like, win a playoff game, then you can tell me how he's better than everyone else in the world. I knew because I was a I was at Sycamore High School. I'll never forget this. People were saying the Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl. And I said to a class of high schoolers, the Packers always find a way to choke. Yeah, and it happened over and over. It's it's I don't know. It, it, but if you say anything negative about it, there's a rabid fan base out there. It's like, no, you're being an asshole. You just don't like because of this. Go root for the other team then. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> just you know, you can criticize somebody and. Yeah. That's how this works. But cough, yeah. cough, Jackson Carmen. Anyway, um <laughs> ugh, I need to get that off my chest. That's yeah. all I'll say. Um But no, what concerns me about Rogers is that they took away a lot from him. Yeah, while paying him And abs- they they are really putting a lot of trust in Aaron Rodgers. That's not like I'm not shitting on Aaron when I say that, but they the Packers really told him Sink or swim, motherfucker. 
yeah, I think him being like, well, I don't know if I want to stay here, and <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to retire. I don't know. Like, that whole, like, kind of pouty reaction to everything. Yeah, and they just, like, patted him on the back with a $50 million a year check. Dude. It's a weird risk to take, man. That's so weird, especially when you got Jordan Love. He, man, I still can't believe they did that. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of options out there that aren't $50 million a year. Yeah, especially when you have fucking – and again, I'm not going to shit on him because I don't know. Christian, I believe Christian Watson is their number one receiver. Yeah, they got I a couple. Don't even know right now. Uh, it's hard to say. Let me look it up because it's like last year was like Devontae Adams and Marcus Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard. I don't. I think Alan Lazard's still a Packer, but the other two are gone as fuck. They're both in the AFC West now. Yeah, I, I, I uh, fuck. I'm trying to remember what it was on, but I was listening to something and they were like pointing out like the amount of receiving yards for the whole Green Bay receiving core right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's less than some just receivers. Oh, that's right. Uh, they still have uh, they still have the ghost of Randall Cobb. Oh Jesus! But their top three are Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, and Sammy Watkins. There's also a shell of what he. I think you could see a rejuvenation of Sammy Watkins. Yeah, this it's year. possible. It's it definitely seemed like he got the that com- comfort slump. Yeah, where he like he was a he was the fourth overall pick. He was drafted ahead of Mike Evans and Odell Beckham. Yeah, because that because that draft class was nasty. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of skill players in that one. But the top three picks from that year were <clears throat> Jadavion Clowney, Greg Robinson, offensive tackle, and Blake Bortles. And then oh, Sammy Watkins was fourth. But then after that was just fucking pro bowlers. He even got a couple Hall of Famers. One of which was Aaron Donald. Yeah. But. yeah. Cool guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Adonis of a man. Uh, let's get back to the Bengals. We kind of uh, got off track there a little bit. We got some time to fill. That's what we do, though. Uh, yes, we do that. It's like if you throw two autistic people with very ADHD tendencies together, they don't stay on topic so good. Nah, we do not do that. But, like, dude, we do talk about, like, like sports on like an audio platform. Yeah. What if you wanted to go live? I go to Colorcast. I go to Colorcast as well. It's a live audio only sports talk flat platform that's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. You know it. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can even share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Colorcast app free. Hi, Lloyd. Hi. In the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. Follow us at FUWLT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live on Collarcast at some time, at some place. Come through with, with your, your spiciest, spiciest takes. That bang enabled me to do that read. <laughs> <laughs> Doubled it half the time. Uh, I, wish, I wish I still had like that reaction to caffeine and stuff like i fall asleep drinking an energy drink dude this is like super caffeine though it's like it's like super creatine dude this shit is cocaine it tastes like a coke it tastes like cocaine's freshman year of college <laughs> oh boy oh alex it's like it's like a cot it's like a, a stick of cotton candy and a piece of birthday cake 69 during a music festival Okay. It's, I, I wrote a lot of jokes about Bang one day. Ode to Bang. Ode to Bang. Um, yeah, let's get back to the draft. <clears throat> yeah. 
Uh, next pick, round three, kind of an edge rusher, Zach Carter. Uh, here's his scouting report. Uh, he's got a lengthy one. Uh, Carter has the ability to play all positions on the defensive line, but the Bengals will start him at three tech in the NFL. He has skilled hands and quick feet with a strong upper body to bully offensive linemen. Carter had 32 tackles and eight sacks last season. 11 of the tackles were for loss. He finished with 17 sacks and 20 and a half tackles for loss in his final 24 games of his college career. Let's see what else. Carter will slide right into the defensive tackle rotation with DJ Reader, BJ Hill, and Josh Tupo. He may see some looks from the outside depending on how he progresses, but they're focused on getting him comfortable at defensive tackle. What that screams is he's replacing Larry Joby. Yeah, I think you kind of have to look at it that way to a degree, but yeah, yeah. Again, it is nice having somebody who's able to move if you need them to. Yeah, just be that versatile, like that edge rusher or like a defensive tackle or maybe a linebacker. I don't think they put him at linebacker. Yeah, I, say, I don't. I don't know if he's uh, I don't know if he's got the wheels for that, but yeah, just fucking bully. Like like they said, just bully the offensive lineman. Get a sack when you really need it. So it's, a, it's a, again kind of a good problem to have. Like, where are we gonna play him? Yeah. Because uh, what's his name's coming back this year? Too, Osai. Uh, Osai. Which, yeah, I was just about to say. He's also one of those guys that they always said, you know, they were, one of the big things about him was he can play anywhere you need him. Yep. So now you have two guys where that's. And we like, haven't even seen a glimpse of Osai. Like, you saw him in the preseason, yeah. but. And you he saw him last preseason, good. but. What were you going to say? So he looked good. Yeah, he looked for real what you good. got to see. Yeah. I, I, read, I reread my. Uh, 2021 mock draft recently because i've been applying for jobs and i had to okay that's a weird sentence yep. but i'll explain it no I, I tried to like look into like some sports writing jobs a little bit and they're like sending some of your work i'm just like reading like what can i send these people and i was just like reading through like i can send like a mock draft i wrote or something about how the steelers collapsed in 2021 which i did but <laughs> it was awesome but yeah you can slide carter in Pretty much anywhere, just that versatile defensive lineman. You need the depth on defense. Absolutely. Because the offense is pretty much set. Yeah, I think uh I think uh we'll we'll get to him next, but uh Volson is a, a great pickup for how Again, it's one of those things where like, oh yeah, this guy can do all the stuff. He's a... okay. you want to get right into him? Yeah, go ahead. I'm excited for this guy. Cordell Volson. Uh, Connor Tweel, local comedian. Have you seen him yet? The name sounds real familiar. Kind of a newer guy, but he, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, <clears throat> he told me about a scouting report about Cordell Volson. Apparently, a scout said, "Does this guy hate everybody?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I fucking love that. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, again, you look at the the reports that are on everybody <laughs> they picked up this off season to be on the line, and it's. It's like fucking Kappa, um, Collins, Karras. Yeah, they're all guys who are known for being tough and mean. Yeah. Like, didn't Kappa try to, like, come back in when he fractured his fucking leg or whatever? <laughs> He's, like, still trying to play. And they're like, you can't. He's like, it's fine. Like, yeah. And apparently he played with a bro. And he was, he just got in there and did it. Yeah, so. Let's read about Cordell Volson. Volson was primarily a right tackle in college, but he played a tackle and guard at one point. Cincinnati will move him to guard in the NFL, which I'm not going to say the name we can't say, but I do genuinely think outside of that situation, 
he is a candidate to start at left guard yeah, for, for the sure. Bengals. Yeah. If you put it like it is again, legal legal situation aside, if he wins, he could like legit like again, outside of legal yeah. shit, he could challenge Carmen and even beat out Carmen for the left guard position. Then it sounds like they're almost kind of hope, not hoping but planning that he might. Yeah, and that'd be a and be a really really fun to development. He could be like one of the better like draft steals in the NFL if he does. Yeah. That's a super solid pickup. Let's uh, see what else um, Frank Pollock said. Frank Pollock said he's got the strength to go inside. He's got the he's got the feet to play at this level. I'm excited about this guy. They run a lot of pro, they run a lot of pro style stuff in the run game. He's pulling out on perimeter stuff. He does wide zone. He does tight zone. You you see him on tape do everything that we're gonna do with him as well. So he's basically. You know what that screams to me? He's a guy that fits the system, but you also didn't need to reach for him. Yeah, it's it's one of those, uh, again, another NFL-ready guy that has done enough on tape where you're like, yeah, we know what we can do with him. Ex- like, you know exactly. Like, there's not much of an adjustment needed from North Dakota State to the Cincinnati Bengals. Just right. do what you've always done and just kick ass and take names. Yeah, just do it with all the you know pro people behind you training and doing everything tighten everything up a little bit and go yeah and and like i said even if volson wins the job over carmen assuming jackson carmen's a bangle in 2022 there he's he's still there for depth yeah like because there were moments where carmen was like fine as an offensive lineman but even good yeah even very good but if volson wins the job like carmen can still very much be there for depth in case um, Volson gets hurt or uh, Kappa gets hurt yeah. or he fractures his, his leg. And he's like, nope, I'm actually going out this time. Yep. Uh, Tyson Anderson. I actually like this guy a lot. He is the fifth round pick out of Toledo. Uh, Anderson's size, length, and speed are a defensive uh, are the defensive back's greatest assets. He's 6'2", 209 with 33-inch arms, ran a 4'3", at the combine. That's madness. I uh, again, I always think speed's overrated sometimes. Yeah, because I I worry like when I see a guy that's super fast, I worry he's a one trick pony. Yeah, because like that's all he does. Like he's fast, but what else can he do? Cough, cough, John Ross. But I mean, I, I realize that a defensive back and a wide receiver are very different. Let's see. Uh, the former Toledo Rocket played all over in their defensive backfield. I have to breathe before I did that. Anderson primarily lined up in the slot, but took meaningful snaps at deep safety and in the box. This strikes me as a guy who can who the Bengals are going to try to use to cover tight ends. Yeah, I, I was going to say I think they're going to put him with uh, what's his name Trey Trey Flowers or what was uh, the, which is the taller one? That God damn it, <laughs> the taller defensive back. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah, I think they want a rotation on guys that can cover tight ends since they're being used so much. Yeah, now that... or they can cover like the the, the like the taller slot receivers. Yeah. Um, basically, grew up in Toledo, hometown hero. Blah 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 blah. Uh, he'll be a depth piece on defense. Basically, just relieving guys. Yeah, I could have worded that better, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, maybe maybe he'll do that too. Maybe Whatever. he could do that too. We're an accepting society. This is 2022. Carl oh. Nassib had a job last year. 
and then last pick was Jeffrey Gunter. Uh, kind of a seventh round pick out of, I can't, uh, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. Athletic edge rusher with good pass rushing abilities. Although he's listed as a linebacker, he's more of an edge rusher than a traditional linebacker. Tackling machine at Coastal Carolina. Um, he will learn from Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard on the outside and can fill out the defensive line room or spend the upcoming season developing on the practice squad, which I don't hate that. No, it's, I mean, again, good problem to have. Yeah, especially since, like, you have a very, assuming, healthy defensive line this year with, like, Osai coming back and and Carter being a rookie this year and you got Hendrickson and Hubbard on each side being yeah. healthy. And, no, it's going to be a deep defensive. I think the linebacker core is still thin as fuck. A little bit, yeah. Logan Wilson can't do everything. No, but, uh, yeah, I mean – Pratt started showing up late in the season. You know, I've always liked Jermaine Pratt. Yeah, I'm saying he started showing up a little better, a little, uh, a little more go get him to him. Exactly. The the season. I think uh, I think more and more players were buying in as the season went on. Yeah, and, and they it, started playing with like, they started playing with that. Oh shit, we can actually do this chip on their shoulder. Yeah, <clears throat> and I loved, and that's what I love about this team. They like really started to believe in themselves, and I think they really, man, I love it. Yeah, I, it's, I'm excited to see what happens this year, man. Dude, I'm very, very excited, which um, I'm going to take about a 10-second break here to go, get a, uh, to go get a shoebox, but there's one acquisition we haven't talked about yet, oh, and yeah. some more shit um, happened with that. All right. And that is uh, tight end Hayden Hurst. Lloyd, do you want to mumble in the mic for about 10 <laughs> seconds while I go get a shoebox that I yeah, should I have had you. over here for the whole time? Uh, yeah, Hayden Hurst is one of those guys you know, who's drafted super high. Everybody expected a lot, and he's never really been utilized or used in the way that to really see what he can do in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of upside to that. What else, Lloyd? Um, I actually was about to say something else and you just took it out of my brain. Uh, yeah, no, it, there's a lot of upside to him. And I, I, I personally think he'll, he'll do great. I did. I think he does fit into the offense very well because he's not, he's just like a, a very good and very underrated receiving tight end. Yeah. There we go. Um, but I actually, so like with the charity and shit, this completely happened unexpectedly. I'm forgetting to breathe a lot sometimes. <laughs> it's like I start talking, it's like, oh, I should have breathed like two seconds ago. But so what happened was my mom called me one day and she said she sent an email to Kathy Hurst, who, uh, God damn it, I did it again. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, buddy. No, it's okay. Uh, so she emailed Kathy Hurst, who's Hayden's mom. And apparently they talked on Zoom and shit for like a half hour. Nice. And apparently they had like a mom-to-mom conversation and shit. I'm just like, for, like, for fucking real? And I think um, my mom said like my son was the one that kind of started the uh, the Hayden Hurst Foundation shit where it's like people were donating and shit. And so what happened? The what? 513. Dude, apparently it wasn't just 513. No, I don't think so. People were donating like 8181 for Hayden's number. Or they were donating 859 for Kentucky. Or Dude, it was fucking awesome. So what happened, and I did not expect this. Because, again, I don't want to take full credit for this. I'm just a guy that came with the idea. It was the fans that came through. If you were one of them, we appreciate you. Yeah. 
I got a care package from the Hayden Hurst Foundation. Nice. Like, legit. Like, I mean, my phone charger's in there. They didn't send me my phone charger. Probably They'd, not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you left this somewhere, and we found it. But, no, I actually got a note from Kathy Hurst. I'll read it here. I've awesome. read in a little bit. She says, Alex, thank you so much for supporting Hayden and his foundation. I can't wait for the football season to begin. Hopefully, we can meet then. Hayden enjoys journaling. I thought you might like to as well. Have a great summer. Mama Hurst. Go Bengals. Fuck yeah. So she sent me um, a journal called the Bright Mentality Journal. I haven't really written it in it yet. But it just has like all these things. And they're like, your future is bright. It's like, do I take my medication today? I don't take medication. So I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And like kind of a mood check today. It's like, how are you feeling? And then three things you're grateful for. And this is just a random page. Yep. That's actually pretty much every page. Yeah. It's like three things you're grateful for. uh, My motivation for today. Like energy level, uh, priority list, body fuel, uh, goals, what inspired you today, mindfulness techniques I used, self-improvement, and your sleep schedule. So you kind of like journal that and shit. Yeah. But I turned to the front of the page. I turned to the very front of the journal. And I noticed something. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Hayden Hurst wrote me a note. Fuck yeah. Yeah. He said... And I swear to God, I can post a picture of this and shit. But, dude, I'm just, again, I'm just floored with this. That's fantastic. So he said, Alex, I appreciate all you have done to help our foundation and fight the stigma behind mental health. God bless and keep going, Hayden Hurst. Fuck yeah. Dude, I'm, it's just like, I want to keep doing this. Because it has things in here like, just chapters like, I am worthy and I am brave. Which I know Lloyd's not the, not the biggest softie in the world. I can be a bit of a softie. But it's like, I am bold. Uh, what else? I am confident. I have purpose. Yeah. I'm a huge, like, because I, I try to be, like, mindful of mental health and shit. Because we're all, I mean, I'm fucked up up here. And a lot of my friends are fucked up up here. I know you've had some things happen. We won't get into that. But yeah. it's just, it's super cool to, like, this sh- I don't want to say it's normalized because I don't think that's like proper terminology. Yeah, it's definitely. It, it, but it's going in the right direction. It is. It's like you see <clears throat> like people are more open about it because like like seeing like Hayden having like with his thing, it's like there are people that struggle with the same shit that we all do. It's like, oh, we can relate to them in a way. And the people, <laughs> the people that are like, how can he be sad with millions of dollars? <laughs> It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, because your brain can still make chemicals yeah. poorly and not do things the right way, and you feel a certain way because of it. That's how that goes. Yeah, it's like money. <laughs> I love Daniel Tosh's joke about that. It's like money can't buy happiness. It's like, like buy a jet ski. <laughs> try frowning on a jet ski. Just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tosh is like, I don't think people was. We'll segue into that. I don't think we realize how funny Tosh can be. Yeah, I agree. I think his his stand up specials are fantastic. <laughs> Everybody just sees like the Tosh point thing and goes, "Oh, okay, he's just that. That's what he is." Yeah, just the internet videos guy. Which people don't realize Tosh was more that Tosh point was more than just the internet videos. Oh yeah, it was like actual segments and shit. The show was fucking great. Yeah, and he's funny as shit. He's so fucking funny. He was a go bananas headliner for a little bit. Yeah, but. All that aside, just genuine thanks to the Hayden Hurst Foundation for all that shit. Just keep keep doing what you're doing. Support any Bengals Foundation. 
and shit. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, that's one that, like you said, we, you know, both of us have issues and, and things that we can relate to with that one specifically. And uh, it's yeah. cool that that's, that's the one that, you know, we kind of got managed to get attached to in a way that I didn't expect. Yeah. But it's and awesome. The fans helped out and they were the ones that like donated and they were the ones that came through and it's led to like such a positive thing for not only Hayden, but just everyone in general. Yeah. And I mean, what a great way to welcome somebody to the city. I know like that. Yeah. I mean, it has to do good things for him to be like, Oh, okay. Everyone here's happy. I'm here. Yes, exactly. And it was super cool. I felt weird because like Ted Karras is a foundation too. <laughs> the part of me was like, Ted Karras was like, what the fuck? I have a thing too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, I think it's just the one that speaks to people in the moment. And yeah, you know, it, it, not to take away from Ted Karras. Yeah, not at all. But yeah, it, it, sometimes things just hit the right way in the right time. And it, it works out for everybody. Exactly. And I hope that it can continue throughout the season and mama Hurst can come up. I think I, I definitely plan on meeting Kathy and, and she said, Kathy has told me in like emails and stuff. They're like, I want Alex to meet Hayden. And I'm like, yeah. And the immediate, and one of the last questions I'm going to ask him is come on the podcast. Yeah. Come on. Sure. The, come on. Just for come sure. on, say hello, do a zoom call, come to North side. If you want. Yeah. Dude's super cool, man. And I'm super excited for this season. Absolutely, man. And he could be a fucking like a, I'm going to say he could be a problem. Yeah, exactly. Especially with Jamar and T and Tyler. Yeah. It's like, man, you're forgetting that like, this guy's not a bad player whatsoever. No, I mean, he was drafted what? He was drafted by the Ravens in 2018 yeah, in the first round. Yeah. You know who they drafted four picks later? Lamar. So, <laughs> nice. He was literally, the tw- he was pick number 28 in 2018, and the 32nd pick for the Ravens that year was Lamar fucking Jackson. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, and I, he's I forgot still young. That, yeah, I forgot that, yeah, goddamn. Now that now you're saying it, I do remember that being like, oh, okay, right. He's still young. He's still a problem. Dude, I'm here for it. He, like, Because he's the guy that I, I love a player that's like faced adversity. Yeah. Because they, they're they not the players that like – he's not the player that can just coast. Yeah. Like That's why I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo all that much because he's faced zero adversity in my life as far as I know. Yeah. Like he doesn't come across as a guy that's faced adversity. He's just a guy that I actually recently found out um, – a big reason why the Patriots traded him because apparently he knocked up Robert Kraft's wife. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. That that is pretty. Funny. It's really funny because apparently his wife, um, Robert Kraft's wife, got pregnant, and it's like Kraft's not the father. But a rumor popped up that Garoppolo is actually the father. He's gonna come out with them dumplings. Like, eh. <laughs> he's just banged porn. He's banged everything on the planet, and hey. he's so fucking boring. Hey, you know what? You don't know that. Who knows? I mean, he d- literally did go out with Kiara Mia, who has the biggest badonka dunks I've ever seen. I mean, can't be mad at him for no. doing the exact same shit you'd be doing in that situation. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> but at least I'll be funny in the process. Hey, you know, maybe he is. He just isn't. You know, when cameras are rolling, man. He he's just everyone. He's just the guy that screams like I've had everything handed to me my entire life. Yeah, people said that about Brady too, but. Well, also, Brady was a sixth-round pick. I know, but I'm just saying, like... Like, once he worked for it, and once he got there... I mean, he's still worked. And he's still practiced. 
but he also is now married to a supermodel who's richer than he is. Yeah. That's unbelievable. It's fantastic. He's she's richer than Brady is, and Brady's not a poor man himself. No, not at all. No. Like how come he takes pay cuts to keep people on his team? He's because, not worried about the money. Yeah, for sure. It's just like because what concerns me about the Bengals is that like there are going to be players who are not going to want to take pay cuts. Yeah, you kind of have to. The character thing folds over into that a bit. Yeah, just like keep the team. To, it's like I hate to be the guy that's like sacrificed for the team. You have to find that balance between getting paid, but also like sacrificing a little bit for the team. Yeah, because you have to pay Burrow, you got to pay Chase, you got to pay T, you got to pay Logan Wilson. That's what concerns me. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of big paydays right around the corner. It concerns the Bengals drafted. I I I feel weird about saying this. They drafted too well. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm I'm happy with the picks they got, but it's like they got to pay all these guys. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like it's going to be concerning. It's going to be sad to see a couple guys go. Yeah, it's 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 going to be rough. It's going to be uh, you know, it's going to be a problem that the Bengals haven't usually had to deal with. Yeah. And I know other like other teams and stuff. It's it's kind of just part of the, what happens for him but uh, other other players are like kind of setting the market like Ty, uh, like Tyreek Hill got fucking paid some of these are so ridiculous and so what's going to happen is I believe once Justin Jefferson's contract is up he'll be the highest paid receiver in the league probably and then the year after that Chase's contract will be up and then I believe he will want more uh, money than Justin Jefferson yeah, yeah that makes sense and yeah it's rough and then Burrow's contract is going to be up in he in part of me wants Burrow to get his extension before Herbert does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, that's a, that's a shitty thing to have to look down the barrel of. For, I know <clears throat> because like the guys that like the Bengals sign long-term, like they signed Hendrickson to a four year deal. That's like worth a decent amount of money. Yeah. But they drafted like all on defense. So it's like, all right, if we have to cut an expensive guy, we've got depth behind him. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you have to think next year it'll probably be. And Hubbard's deals. Wait, Hubbard signed. Yeah. Duh, I'm an idiot. Um, but Hubbard signed long term. And Hendrickson signed long term. Von Bell's decently signed, I guess. But Pratt's deal's coming up. And Jonah Williams's deal is coming up. So, fuck. Yeah, you kind of. <laughs> it's like. And plus, you signed all these offensive linemen to decent deals because, and I this is why I wanted Sewell so bad. But again, I'm happy Chase is here. Absolutely. But the reason why is I'm like, man, this line is bad. You got to do everything you can to fix it. This offseason, they finally did that. <clears throat> and you got to hope that it just stays cohesive. Uh, here's a random plug. Um, I think I might have told you about this. You remember the dude that um, went to the Kenwood Mall and took the selfie with Lael Collins? Yeah. I told you about – did I tell you I went to high school with that guy? No, I don't think so. But the dude was like – he <clears throat> found Lil – like before he signed with the Bengals, he took a selfie with Lil Collins and apparently was like saying, hey, we hope we signed you. He was – I knew him in high school, and he might be a future guest on the podcast. Nice. He's a cool dude, John Blome, lacrosse guy. Um, I think he's dating like a former coworker of mine. But man, he's a cool dude. I'm going to try – I've been in a little bit of contact with him, uh, try and get him on the podcast and stuff. Fuck yeah. We'll talk some Bengals. Dude, he's a massive Bengals fan. So always love it. I'm sure he's got a lot to say. We'll have uh future we'll get into the plugs. Uh future guests. Um 
Kelly Peter and Lou De Pasquale. Um, we talked. To, we've talked to Kelly before. Super tall guy. Yeah. Uh, they run a website called Blog in the Back, where they just—it's phenomenal, dude. They um, they talk. They talk like Bengals. They talk, and they let me do a mock draft for them. Fuck yeah. Um, who else? We might have Bengal Jim on. Fan, fan of the year. I've, I've been in contact with him a little bit. I haven't talked to him in a while. You know Bengal Jim at all? No. Um, he's the one that runs the Bengal Jim tailgate yeah. down in Lottie. I know who he is. I don't. I yeah. just, I've never met him. Yeah. Cool dude. Um, I think we might have him on in the future. This might be a controversial one. May I say it? So, like I said earlier, the whole Jackson Carmen thing happened. The whole article came out. I'm not. I I I was admittedly very cut his ass, but. Yeah, ha- I mean, you have to like let everything play out and shit. Yeah. So I am a Defector subscriber, which is where the article came out on. Yeah, and I'm a de- I love Defector. I love it the most. Um, I contacted the author of the article, the, the girl Kaylin Collar, who did the investigation. Um, I was gonna have her on recently, but apparently she had um, jaw surgery, which I've had. Sucks, but. We were in contact a little bit. She said, contact me in July and see, we'll see where we are. And I would, I do want to talk about that. Yeah. Like not from a cut his ass perspective, just like to get like more of a feel of like what she wrote about. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. So she might be a guest <clears throat> in the future. I'll probably nerd out about the Gary and stuff. Um, who else? We might have uh, your friends, Thomas Claggett and, and Rami on. Yeah. Uh, we might have Thomas on <clears throat> next month. Yeah. We could easily do that. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all the episode plugs I have. Sorry. I feel like I rambled there a little bit. No, you're fine, man. Um, I always feel like that every time I go on and talk forever. Yeah. You, I mean, you had a thing to talk about. though. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Totally fair. Yeah. Lloyd, do you have any plugs? Uh, check out Bastard Sermon. As always. Um, you yeah. guys had Osha Dwyer on recently. Yeah. Dude, she's really funny. She's fucking funny. Dude, she might be the best female comic in Cincinnati. See, I, I think she's one of the best comics in the city. Yeah, I, she, I I've seen her murder. Yeah. And she's not a comic that's boisterous. No, she's got a very specific style of doing it, but it's just incredibly well-written, sharp jokes. That... Yeah. And off stage, she's like, <clears throat> she's a very meek person off stage. I've does that make sense? Yeah. Like she's very like soft spoken and, and quiet and she like does her thing. And, yeah, have you met Garrett before? Yeah. Garrett's a cool ass dude. He's from Pittsburgh. So fucking but Yeah. Both of them both of them live in Pittsburgh, so gross. <laughs> <laughs> but nah man, OSHA's fucking funny. Um who else did you have you guys you guys had uh Lauren Hutton and Luke Fagenbush yeah, on? That was that one was real fun. Dude, uh, so what'd you guys talk about on that one? I haven't listened to it yet. It's so all over the place. It's it, 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 I honestly wouldn't even know where to start. Like, it just kind of jumps. You know how they are, and then you have me and Cody and Luke all thrown on together. It was, it yeah. was a lot of people all together, but uh, we got a lot of, like, really good feedback on that one. Nice. Like, a lot of people definitely were like, this was a this was a real fun episode. So if you want to check one out that's recent, that one's a banger. Dude, I did, uh, I did Lauren and Luke's podcast, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I told some stories about how I bombed before, and I got to talk about bombing and shit. Dude, it's they're funny boys. They're really fun, and like Lauren doesn't do stand up as much anymore. But like, I always like that dude. Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's a fucking sweetheart. Got a great mm-hmm. voice for 
Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. But, like, he knows stand-up. Yeah. And I actually kind of, like, respect someone who knows stand-up enough to be like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I can't hate on anyone for quitting because, like, it's a per- it's a choice that we get to do this. Yeah, I mean, also, it, it, does it fit in? It, do you have time and the ability to make it work? It, yeah, it's like anything else. You know, you might really like a hobby, but if you don't have the time or resources to do it, then it's not like you're like, oh, fuck that thing. You just can't. Yeah. So. It's like we want the people we like to stay around and do the things we do. Yeah. But again, it's a choice. So if anyone wants to quit stand-up i can't hate on the decision to do it yeah i mean it's what are you getting out of it what are you putting into it like does it enjoyable or you all those same things for any decision any decision or any thing you choose to pursue yeah so yeah just because you like somebody and they're good at it doesn't mean they're going to stick around and keep doing it but yeah i mean you never know you might be bouncing back to it at some point or like here i'll give you an example and this is a guy you we could go on and on about which we haven't really talked about him all that much because he really hasn't done stand-up recently Mike Cody. Oh, yeah. Dude had one of the best sets I've ever seen. He's a very, very funny man. And it was his album recording. He slaughtered it. Fuck yeah. And the album, I Don't Want to Take a Nap, it's on Spotify. I, go, I think it's on Spotify still. but Yeah, Spotify and comedy is weird right now. Yeah, I know. Um, did I tell you how I burned Billy really bad? Uh-uh. Um, Billy DeVore, one of my best friends. He, um, His album is still on Spotify. <laughs> So I texted him one day. I said, uh, you know your album's on Spotify, right? And he's like, yeah. I said, do you think that's because Spotify doesn't classify it as comedy? <laughs> and he said, I will kill you. Nice. But, my man. Oh, uh, Billy. Have, I love Billy. He was on the Bastard Sermon recently. Yeah, yeah that was a good episode, too. I I was on the Bastard Sermon not too long ago. Yeah. It's that, was a, a, that was a fun one. We've, uh, we've had uh, – past few months have been really – Very comic heavy. Yeah, very – and just – They've worked well. Like we've we've managed to fit the conversations to the people that were there, and they, you know, lucky enough that people kind of got what we were doing. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the past couple months have just been really, really a lot of fun for that. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any other plugs? Uh, nothing that I know for sure of. So yeah, um, I got a few plugs. Um, this Tuesday. Uh, we're going to start with a non-comedy one. This Tuesday, May 31st, I believe. Uh, let's see if I have that right. I do. Uh, I'm going to be singing the National Anthem for the Florence Y'alls. Fuck yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, tomorrow, May 30th, I will be, when this releases, I'll be at Junior's in Columbus. I'll be uh, doing some jokes up there. Nice. It's kind of a bar show. Um July 1st and 2nd, I'm doing a triple feature weekend at the Comedy Corner Underground in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's awesome. Dude, I'm so fucking stoked. Uh, friend of the pod, Cy Amundsen, who also future guest on oh, the podcast. Yeah. He, uh, he, he's, always, he's a guy that's always kind of had my back, and he uh, sent a message saying, hey, can you have the weekend for this guy? And I think the, they found a triple feature weekend, and... Um, it happens to be a uh, Friday and Saturday before a Sunday where I don't have a baseball game, so I have time to travel back. And that fits well. That's it'll be awesome. great. Yeah. No, I'm really excited. Um, you, have you seen his page, The Unathletic? No. It's it's like kind of like The Onion. Yeah, I know what um, it is. I just haven't seen. Uh, I texted him one, and I'm not sure if it's going to be on their Instagram page. 
but um, I'm not sure if he's going to make it, but he did say it would have made the page. I think it's a little, the timing was, I texted like a day too late. Um, I said, Fox News anxious to air incomplete passes from Colin Kaepernick workout on Tucker Carlson's show. <laughs> and he's like, that's funny. We we would have put that on. So hopefully they put it on. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, I think that's all I have for plugs. Also, Brouhaha is back oh, yeah. this year. I'm excited for that. Dude, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Um, This was a fun one. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm thankful that I was able to actually like talk a little bit and that makes it sound like i don't talk enough no but i actually had things to talk about this yeah, episode I, I enjoyed it it was yeah and i don't have something in my eye anymore so yeah that, that i didn't well. even notice that yeah i stopped blinking or rubbing my face every four seconds because uh <laughs> yeah apparently i got here's it. a uh this is the last question i have <clears throat> and it's a super random question i proposed it to a couple friends of mine who were in town this weekend and i want to propose the same question to you all right it's very random if everyone in the world suddenly stopped sneezing do you think we would notice i don't know i mean i think it'd take a while but yeah at some point someone's like hold on wait no one's fucking sneezing anymore <laughs> yeah yeah i have to wonder that because it's like you only notice it when it happens yeah that's uh it's like that michael che bit he's like oh you care about gorillas you really care about gorillas? all right let's just say all of them just were gone tomorrow just some gorilla rapture <laughs> how long until you notice <laughs> Dude, Che, dude, I love him and Jost on SNL. Yeah, I, his, his newer special, if, I don't know if you've watched that or not. I think I have. So good. Che's really fucking funny. Yeah, he's, he's funny and he gets it. Yeah, I mean, and you can tell, like, especially with that second special, it was uh, a little more of, like, his own kind of, his own brandy humor, not just going for the best, the biggest and best laugh. There's some in there that are just yeah. for him. That Yeah, and, like, when you write, for yourself you care about it more and when you care about it more the pro the final product might be better yeah i liked it a lot what do you think so last question before we cut this off what do you think about um what do you think is gonna happen to pete once he leaves snl you think he's gonna so one of two things is gonna happen he's gonna lean into the celebrity lifestyle or he's gonna lean into being a comic he could do both yeah i was gonna say there's I think there's room for all of that, especially the way he's been doing stuff, like smaller independent film stuff that he likes. Yeah. I mean, he's not chasing after being in other stuff. Apparently, there's been like a lot of stuff offered to him, and he's just like, nah. You know, my, the people I have that send stuff to me know what kind of shit I like. and Yeah. Like, he's kind of, you know, I'll go with that. <clears throat> so, Pete... I think if he keeps doing that kind of thing, then, yeah, he can definitely still be. Because yeah, Pete has the luxury of doing what he wants at this point yeah and he knows that what he does is going to be really good and make headlines i mean even if it's not the best thing it's going to get traction people are going to hear about it because he's now one of the people that's talked about he's now a like he entered snl as a in in the comic world he entered the he entered snl as a fucking mtv guy yeah now he's like one of the best known he's a household name yeah, everyone knows him, and it. So yeah, anything he does is gonna get traction. He's gonna get have the opportunity to succeed if he wants to. Yeah, and this show succeeds. I think. Yeah, we do well. We have people. We have people get positive feedback on it. We hope you continue to listen. It's on a super cool network, man. I tried to segue into the ad reads, but no. Today's episode of Fuck You Like the Bengals is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. 
Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that, community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink, without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Lloyd, again, this was a fun one. Oh yeah, man. I enjoyed it. We had some things to talk about. We'll have guests on. It's yeah, just... we're getting we're getting close to it. And I'm uh, I'm actually excited to be doing them regularly again. I know, dude. It's gonna be fun. Um, I'll talk to Cy and see if he wants to come on next. Uh, I'll talk to Kelly, see if he wants to come on. I'll talk to John. I'll talk to Bang Jim. I'll talk to Kalen. We might we we might be having guests on the rest of the off season. I'm all right with that. So we have one more thing to address. Who are we saying fuck you to? Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Lloyd. Hey. I think we only have one thing left to say. Let's do this. Fuck Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. We We like like the Bengals. Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We like the Bengals. Bengals.